When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. What up, dude? And making a pretty rare appearance on the Kind of Funny Screencast, Greg Miller. I appreciate right now, I, I was talking to you guys before we went on air, I'm struggling with my tripod and getting it back to the position I like it in. But if you look at how we're set up, it's like we're like nesting dolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tim, Kevin, I was, gonna, I was <laughs> about to fix it, God. No, I don't care. I'm just, Kevin, this is a screencast. We all have fun here talking about a really uplifting show like Euphoria. That's right, Tim. It's rare that I come on the screencast. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I go see the superhero movies with you guys, and that usually puts me in a different kind of kind of funny in-review ballpark. But you, goddamn, do I love Euphoria. So, you know, you guys were like, does anybody want to talk about this and i was like you know i do tim you know Hell i do yeah and that's exactly what we're talking about today because this is the kind of funny screencast for each and every week we get together to talk about our opinions on the latest in tv movies and trailers of course you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we do a whole bunch of cool stuff if there's a superhero show if there's a star wars show we're probably doing weekly reactions to each one of those but we also do a bunch of fun movies and stuff including this week we will be doing a spoiler free the batman review in the coming days before our actual proper kind of funny in review of the batman later on in the week which is very very exciting um today we're doing euphoria we just last week put up a what we've been watching where we talk about uh the after party and pam and tommy and uh, a couple of the fun shows i don't remember oh murderville and all that so you can go check that out um but remember if you want to be a patreon.com slash kind of funny supporter, that's what you got to do. You go to that website and you too can become a producer just like Gordon McGuire, Molecule, and at James Davis makes. We appreciate you also very, very much. You're right, Greg. I hit you up. I knew you were watching Euphoria and I was like, I want you on this show. I want as many people as possible to talk about this show because I haven't had anyone to talk to about it, Greg. And it has been one of those transformative experiences where in the last couple of weeks, I went from having seen one random episode of Euphoria, episode <laughs> four of season one, because Gia watched season one. Okay. Uh, while i was working on an editing project but every once in a while it would just catch my ear catch my eye and i'm like what the fuck is this this seems like a mess that i want to be a part of and it was the carnival episode oh (laughs) my god i was absolutely transfixed by it i'm like okay uh i want to watch this show and she's like okay cool when you when it gets to season two i'll rewatch season one with you and we'll go from there so that's exactly what we did so i've had a lot of intense content pushed into my life in a, in a very short amount of time and now here i am a changed man i do want to show you something great that i think you'll appreciate a24 sells Ooh. the screenplays of the episodes oh. in these really cool books yeah wow oh. yeah yeah so you, know, you can read them oh see, yeah i was gonna dude. say are we gonna do like live action are we gonna do reenactments here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I y'all made. thought this was a review this is actually no it, so it's the whole actual screenplay yeah. Of every episode. Nice. And then storyboards and like 
Oh, that's cool. Like all the behind the scenes stuff of how they did stuff, books. which is really, really cool. Yeah. So anyways, very excited about that. Uh, but anyways, let's start with you. What did you think of Euphoria season two? This show sucks. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I loved it. I mean, I think, you know, uh, I, I watch Jen. And I don't watch a lot of stuff, but then when we do watch something, we like watch all of it kind of thing. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like we're dedicated to the things we watch. And so Euphoria was the constant thing. I don't know how my wife works. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, all th- I know for all three of us, we live and die by whatever entertainment thing we're excited about. But every Sunday morning, we'd wake up and go to the farmer's market. And at some point on the drive, be like, by the way, Euphoria tonight. And Jen would always go, ooh, like she had forgotten. Like, I, like how can you forget Euphoria? How? How? You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? We have to find out what Rue and the crew were up to, as I always say. You know what I mean? Kevin, get that on a T-shirt for me. Um, But anyways, season two, I think, is the first time in a long time I've enjoyed something episodically that I sit there and I go like, this is art. And I don't mean it in like a hoity toity way. I just mean it in the way of like, this is like everything about this show has been thought out. And I forget who's the guy who makes it. Sam Levinson, right? Sam Levinson. Levinson. Like, clearly he has sat there and has every, like in the way we, you know, always applaud James Gunn for musical choices or whatever. Like he's doing that with everything in framing and moments and things that are said and how it all, and to have it all tie together in this finale, you know, or spoilers yet or no spoilers uh this full spoilers okay so yeah to tie it together in the finale right of like the the way the play comes together with all the things from their lives and even the things we've teased before and you know for better or worse sometimes i think i've seen rue's funeral speech enough but i enjoyed the ride to get there and the whole thing like i it it doesn't play out like traditional television which i really appreciate it plays out like many different things like we're watching a play or you're reading a book i think the way that you know throughout the show in this season and last rue narrates really puts it into a different ballpark of what we're experiencing and why we're experiencing and why we're seeing this scene, how it's being shown to us and the way they've in season two, you know, expanded characters and delved deeper into them and what makes them that way, I think has been really great. I think it's interesting. I think it's in some ways a compliment in some ways, maybe a, 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 a diss the way that I think I'm most interested in euphoria when it's not about Rue. And I shouldn't say all the time, obviously her relapsing, obviously her struggling with sobriety, like in the stuff with the drug dealers, which I I'm very upset. Never comes back. But we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that th- those are good moments, but like the stuff between the love triangle, she was in just being a shitty drug addict to her, her family or whatever. Like I was always the, the fact that like Cal becomes not a redeemed character, but like, I feel for him. You know what I mean? When we see his flashback to who he was and what he wanted to be and where he was going to go and how that ended for him, I feel for him, you know, to see how that plays out. Then for Nate, I understand. I mean, Fezco, Fe- Fez and Ash, right? Thank you very much. Kevin has made the Ruin Crew shirt, ladies and gentlemen. You can get it at twitter.com slash kind of funny Kevin. You can go there right now and get Ruin the Crew. <laughs> that's your, that's your shirt. In a real Lobo font. Good job, Kevin. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we're going to rain for a while here, but I think like the it's art. And I, and I think that that obviously leaves it to interpretation. Uh, there's plenty of things I like and dislike, but I was never bored with the show. The show never finished. And I was like, oh, even this finale, which I didn't, didn't answer questions I wanted it to. It did such a good job of answering other questions that I forgot about the other questions I had. Hell yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin what do you think? I mean, I, I love this show. It, it's phenomenal. It's th- there's, it's, it's such good drama, you know? Um, yeah. This season had a lot of ups and downs. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that happened behind the scenes that have affected storylines, um, and that's kind of a bummer. Uh, like like we, 
No, like uh, are actors that don't want to. Let me pull up names. Hold on, I just had the IMDb cl- uh, open and I closed it because I was designing this fucking shirt. Uh, I appreciate that you, 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 you. What I appreciate there is you prioritized. You said what is most important for this content? Ruin the crew, the T-shirt. That is is <laughs> there. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Uh, so Nate Jacobs' character and da, 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 what's who's what's his actual name? So Nate Jacob. So Jacob L L L Lordy. I can't say it. Lordy. Yeah, there you go. And Hunter uh, Schaefer, Jules. They yeah. um, in real life became very good friends and then had a falling out. And oh. they like don't want to be filming together. So there was a, like allegedly there's the, there's a lot of rumors that there was a storyline that was cut um, and then kind of transitioned to the character with the little tattoo. There's, I don't Elliot. Know, I can't find. Elliot, thank you. Um, and also the uh, cat, uh, Barbie Ferreira. There's rumors that there was a storyline that she was gonna um, that was gonna center on her. And um, the rumors are it was like it, her like de- developing an eating disorder, and she really didn't want to do that, and got in an argument with the creator of it, and gotcha. that's why that's we. That's why so, she's kind of like sidelined. Yeah, yeah, that's why we. That so makes a sidelined. lot of sense. Yeah. So the the other rumors is that uh, Cassie, like the story that happens with Cassie and Nate, was going to be with Jules. Um, okay. Which would so, make sense, kind of, with the way yeah. they set some stuff up beforehand. So there are a couple things this season that are kind of like I like I I wasn't a huge fan of Cat in season one, but like I certainly didn't like how little she was used and where her story went. It went. It did seem like it was really much the the crew writing her off. Um, but that being said, uh, man, there was so much that I loved in this season, like the buildup of Lexi uh, doing this play and then us actually seeing the play. Like I. What a brilliant way to end it. And like this, the two episode, like I, I just want to see more and more of this play. It was so much fun. Um, it, it was interesting that Rue hit her climax a couple episodes early. And I'm, I am bummed that like we didn't get, uh, like I, I guess they're saving it for season three, but I'm a little bummed that there's a, a giant open hole in the storyline where it just seems like, and everything is fine for now until mm-hmm. we remember about it next season. Um, and, that's I, and that's what we're talking about, the drug dealer, right? And the $10,000. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not they, that much money, you know? Yeah, for a kid, though, it is. And I think they, they seem, they make, a, you know, the reference that they're kind of poor or whatever. So I think that Yeah, but I feel worried. like she could ask Elliot and explain it, and he'd be like, all right, I'll give you $10,000. You know, my thing with it is just I, my why I don't like it is yeah, that there's not even like the hint of it. You know what I mean? Like, first off, I think that drug dealer woman, Lori, is that her name, right? Lori, mm-hmm. yeah. who's terrifying and <laughs> like so has terrifying. been comedic for so long and so many things we've seen her in, and then it's just like a, a nightmare here. Like, I feel like there would have been pretty immediate repercussions or threats at least. Like, mm-hmm. I th- thought that there wasn't even a letter delivered to her house or some shit like that you know what i mean yeah. some, something for her to pick up and us to be like oh that means next season that's gonna happen because i at the end of this i had to google like i thought they announced a season three did they because this is totally kind of had like standby me vibes of like and then yeah. you know jules was my first love at least i think so i was too high i graduated school i finished the school year clean i'm like what the fuck are we done <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting but, I, obviously i'm with you guys in the sense sorry of just, the, just to, to just to the finish. drug thing i was just gonna finish oh the uh-huh 
Just, I, I thought that it wasn't addressed head on, but I think that with the whole Fezco Ashtray ending with the cops and with that Cutter and Faye character, like they're so tied to that, that I think that that kind of like puts us at least in a, on a path towards getting back to it. Where like, we know it's going to uh, fuck up Rue eventually. So like, I was okay because we had the ramifications of the, the cop seizing and everything mm-hmm. like that is related to those groups of people, but continue Kevin. I was just going to say, and then of course, like the, the season, did such a good job building up Fezco. Where, like, I mean, last season he was introduced in lovable character that every time we saw was, you know, a delight. And this season just somehow made him even more, like, redeemable and amazing. And it's just one of these things where it's like, oh, shit, he's doing all of this horrible stuff because it's the only life he's known. And he wants to help his, like, adopted brother. Um, and, man, what an emotional roller coaster! Even the the way the the second to last episode ends with him being like, "What's wrong, guys? What's wrong?" And it was just like, "Oh fuck!" Everything was going down. I was honestly dreading watching uh, the season finale because I was like, "I don't want anything to happen to anyone in that house." Well, I didn't care about the, the annoying, yeah. No, well, no, I like Faye. I like by the very end, I, fa- I feel like Faye. Won- yeah, really won me over when she does the little. I'm just like, "Oh my god, thank God, Faye." Uh, also, last thing is like, I I don't, I'm not saying redeemed, but like there was a lot of growth for Cal, a lot of growth, oh, and sure. it was it's it's really amazing that the show can do that because I it, you know from the beginning this is just a character you're like this guy's a piece of shit and by the end you're like man life's hard and complicated he's still a piece <laughs> of shit he's still a piece of shit yeah. Yeah. Tim, what are your Tim, thoughts? Tim, what's your I this I have a new favorite thing. Like this is such a, a, a my alley type stuff because back in the day I loved things like Degrassi, right? And the whole thing, the whole point of Degrassi was it goes there, and it did for you know thirteen year old kids uh, for the storylines that they were were going through. Like it really kind of pushed the limits. This just takes that to the nth degree, and on top of it, adds an artistic vision like Greg was talking about, where every single choice has a purpose. And I love that it's not just a character study; it's multiple character studies that's kind of just rolled into this world where the world itself is a character. And I love how they treat it that way with the the camera work and the transitions and every single thing simultaneously feeling like it's based in reality and based in fantasy and the way that they tackle addiction and all of that not in the way that we've seen before where things get fantastical when people are on drugs and it's actually almost the opposite where it's like crazy fantasy elements and crazy lights and things can happen at any moment and it's a believable world that they've made so that whether we're watching something happen. We're watching the play of it being reenacted or somewhere in between where the last two episodes constantly shifting between perspectives. And is it the actors? Is it not the actors? What does that all mean? Mm-hmm. They've earned that moment. Like they earned the ability to, to do that because they, they have given us this amazing cast that um, I feel more often than not when we transition to a different storyline, I'm like, oh, fuck, I wanted to stay with them for every single storyline. And I think that that is always a, a major plus that going back to what Greg was saying is a very James Gunn thing. Uh, so I do think there's a lot of similarities there. I'm right there with Greg that this is the first time in a long time that I've had that game of Thrones level of Sunday hype where it's like, Holy shit. Like I, I need to know what's going on with this. I think they did a great job with Cassie and Maddie, uh, drama this season kind of being that real arc that's keeping me coming back week after week with questions uh and that's surrounded by so many other amazing storylines of course the play the second to last episode holding out for a hero 
quite possibly the most overused hype song of all time at this point but this show just said fuck you we're doing it better and we are going to make the definitive version of it and it was fucking awesome and i loved that but, I like how people get so t- hung up on the internet and tiktok or whatever about like the way people dress in this school and how much money they would spend to look this way is anybody like how much money does this theater department have for these amazing I think, sets i love that because i love the choice that the the showrunners make of just like fuck the reality of it you know what i mean like yeah, don't ask those yeah. questions like they they literally i think are poking fun at the people that are sitting there just like what school would have this it's like if you're really thinking about this way that's not the show for that's you like this the show is, it's hyper hyper realized like there's so much to it and I, I love that the they made those choices because it reminds me a lot of old classic kanye albums of he produced and wrote these things and when you have that singular vision it creates something special and different and this reminds me of a modern beautiful dark twisted fantasy in a lot of ways and that combined with its like anime qualities combined with its like super fucking amazing real acting like every single character or actor in the show is on another fucking level and it's because they allow them to kind of just sit and especially in the two specials in between seasons one and two where they are for the most part just like single set sitting at a table conversations like to allow these actors to really kind of deep dive into who they are it just makes us care so much and i I think that the the biggest compliment i can give the show is how much it plays with my emotions without manipulating them but just kind of like playing into them uh and making me care so much about everything going on both character and plot and all of that but the way they deal with addicts and the way they deal with Mm -hmm. relationships and love like i don't know if a single episode of the show didn't cause me to at some point tear up or be incredibly stressed the entire time. Know that I do not ever want to have kids be brought into this world where that could happen, where they could be the Euphoria kids. Uh, but I've been, for the record, ever since he got here, Benjamin's been watching Euphoria, and I'm like, don't do this. I've been yeah. very clear. You know what I mean? Yeah, stay away. So much bad shit out there. But I think the show does a great job of not making the bad shit just, oh, drugs are bad. It's like, no, there's there's badness everywhere, and there's so much levels to it all and that's why i think that the characters of lexi and fez having their moments together give us something that we can really 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 root for and i love where their characters are at where like so far she is really into him despite all of his bad shit i feel like that's that's real like that is like how real life works i like i really appreciate it and enjoyed that you know when we see their love affair friendship whatever you want to call it blossoming at the party right and then she, Fez is like, all right, cool. You know, I'll hit you up later or whatever and gets up. And then she sees him take off his sweatshirt. And then he goes and just beats Nate's ass, right? I was like, well, clearly she's going to walk away. And, like, she doesn't, right? Because, like, you know, well, Nate isn't a good guy. Everybody knows that in school, right? And, like, you know that Fe- she knows that Fezco is a good guy at its heart. Like, it was a cool push and pull to see her stick that out and stick through with that. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, Fezco is the man, the myth, the legend. The end of this episode was was absolutely horrible like it's just so heartbreaking and like i you knew it was coming and it just they just ratcheted up and it kept getting worse and him popping back up uh with the one final like when they opened the door i was like oh shit there's no (laughs) yeah it's just oh they they really know what they're doing i want to keep talking about the show but first let me tell you about our sponsors 
This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry, their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms. If you're already a Guild Wars 2 commander, it's time to gear up for some new adventures, like that Siege Turtle mount I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it can bear two riders, one to handle the turtle, the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell. That's awesome. What about the personal skiff I mentioned? It's your new home away from home on the waves. Ferry your whole party around to explore, relax, or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. You can check out the link in the description to get your hands on Guild Wars 2 End of Dragons available now. Kev, you had more to say? Saw you itching there. No, I mean, I just, yeah, the, the ending, him popping back up every time he would, like, yell. It was like, Ashtray, listen. like, And it's one of those things where it's like, they can take the story a bunch of places now. You know, where it's like, does Ashtray get blamed for everything? Rightfully so. Or does, like, because he had the knife, like, does he get blamed? Ugh, I can't wait to see more. Like, this, the, 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 like, the love story they've put together with him and Lexi, it's so upsetting. Because I, like, I want them both to be happy so much. And at the same time, there's so many things that will keep them from being happy um, when he is talking to Faye and he's like, like, do, do you think other people will think I look charming? And it was just like, you go find your love. And it's just like, oh, he couldn't make it out the door. He couldn't leave. Yeah. They didn't let him out. And it's just such a bummer. And his little note there on the ground. Yeah. Getting stepped yeah. on by cops and shit. Mm. Mm. And again, like back to your point of, uh, last week's episode ending the penultimate episode into the finale, right? Like that was where I was left too, where I, 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 was on the edge of my seat of what happened. Why did Fez not make it? You know what I mean? And not knowing what that was. And so that was the conversation, you know, Jen and I all Sunday of like, do you think he was killed? Do you think this happened? Where does this go? Like, what is the actual uh, event that stopped him? And so it was interesting then, you know, to see it play out, have them address it from the front. And then like you were talking, Nick, uh, Tim, sorry, about how, you know, easy and good it is for the show to be able to switch between the fictional and the real and play with that. Like the conversation between, rue and lexi at the end in lexi's bedroom right and i was like while i was watching i was like does she not know about fez yet does she what about the drug dealer should they be involved and then when it's revealed that no no that's the end of the play that's not reality and rue's watching that happen we've gone through the looking glass kind of thing. I was like, fuck that's an awesome mm-hmm. awesome move let alone the start of this episode too where when cassie was breathing at the window and after the i need a hero thing i thought the play was over mm-hmm. and so i expected this, this to be the aftermath of it to start back up and have there be more play to have Cassie finally do what I thought somebody would have done from the audience and interrupt this live theater and be like, what the fuck are you doing? That was great. Her, their, her, their mom does a great job too. Oh, like, I love her mom. Like, every time it cut to her watching herself yeah, like laughing and would laugh and cheer. I was like, good. What a good sport. And like, ah, uh, just such an amazing, like it, it was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing Cassie like break down throughout the season was so much. And it was like, it went from like, funny to sad to scary so quickly but also so prolonged and i feel like that was like such an amazing thing of like one of the earlier episodes like i love how this show has like their kind of big 
tentpole episodes where everyone's together in one place like it's usually mm-hmm. like a party or whatever having this season start with the party and everyone's there and kind of seeing the different perspectives of what's going on but her and nate being in that bathroom with maddie knocking on the door was like such oh, an God. intense thing you're just like holy fuck like how is this going to end and it just kept getting ratcheted up more and more and more and like i feel like sydney sweeney deserves so many awards just like so many of these actors do for just fucking absolutely killing it and just making us believe that they are these characters and that's the thing is like how many times in this show and i know that some people wouldn't want will stay away from it from them making them making them anxious right but how many times were you like ooh, like wince watching right like there's that scene with cassie there's you know when nate is driving cassie home drunk the first time she's oh, hanging like her head out the window miles. like hereditary oh my god fuck here we go and like you keep getting through these moments that that they don't happen that's why again for them playing with that so much right when we get to ash being in the bathroom and in the thing i was like they're gonna kill him and but then i was like well maybe they won't like you know what i mean they, they, they do such a good job of playing with what the fuck's about to happen and would they actually kill this character same thing to be said for nate drunk driving to find his dad here in the final one to find cal right in the mm-hmm. uh, construction thing and he walks in with the gun and it was like okay so he's about to fucking blow him away what's going on and then he pulls out the usb drive and he's like you know it's everything and then the lights go you're like what the fuck i didn't see this swerve at all i'm like is the chief gonna arrest him for being drunk and driving and underage but then i don't even care i don't even care but because again to your point tim right like this is surreal so you have to like the show isn't meant to be taken like this is actually happening in the real world but then also it's not like too far removed from it but again like right the whole episode of rue on the run where she's running from the cops and hiding in trash cans and, you know, jumping out of cars and shit like that. It was like, what a fucking insane episode. But then also if you stop and deconstruct, you're like, wait a second, like would any of this happen? Does it matter? Why do I care? I'm watching a TV show. I know that. I know that's MJ. I don't need to worry about it. You know, she's fine. She's a good <laughs> but that's the thing too, is like it, they do so effortlessly go back and forth between these moments. Like even with Kat, the things that are clearly fantasy of like her thinking about the Dothraki, just the way that they shoot those scenes and having the guy come in and actually speaking in Dothraki. It's like yeah. that it's those little details that are just taking that vision, that extra level that be, it cre- it makes the grounded reality stuff feel even more real when next to this fantasy stuff that is so beautifully interwoven the entire time to back up what all these characters are doing uh, in relation to each other. And I, we haven't even really talked about the the soundtrack much, but goddamn, like the entire thing is just banger after banger after banger. And the way that they'll use motifs and songs to come back throughout the series to mean completely different things that than the scene that they were previously used in. Like it is so damn good. I do think in season two, uh, my probably like biggest missed opportunity was jules's character like i feel like she was so great in season one mm-hmm. that i just wanted more of her like i don't think they did anything bad uh in this one but i just i missed having her as kind of uh a main part of the the whole dynamic and i think that adding elliot into the mix was a necessary change up uh so it's not just repeating season one over and over and over between rue and jules but um i do think that she kind of got hit in a standstill a, a little bit um this season especially in the back half of the the season but hey season three hopefully that just means she'll have a bigger part you know yeah i think you're right on that i think she becomes in the same way we were talking uh, about cat being sidelined right she's sidelined to not have 
not have I, I, yeah to not have character growth really right like there is the being support for rue there is the standing up for rue you know like you know she is the one who quote-unquote rats them out or whatever i was not happy when you know rue showed up and forgave uh elliot for like right i'm like fuck you <laughs> you don't get to forgive me for that i'm trying to save your life or whatever whatever like uh but it is that thing of like when there's a scene or it's the scene with nate right where he hands back the sex tape and mm. uh you know it's the first time she sees it she destroys it that's her own that's her only i feel and I'm, I'm talking a little bit out my ass because i don't have the entire thing uh, memorized but i feel like that's her only her one and only moment as herself as a character right because it was that thing of there i'm like oh right she had a dad didn't she i haven't seen him all season i don't know what's happening with the home life i forget that kind of thing from season one yeah a lot of dads in the show <laughs> a lot of bad dads a lot of good dads a lot of real dads like, i feel like that is another cool thing i really like is that it's not just the the kids that we are invested in it, it also is so many of the supporting cast adult characters and like getting little bits of them where they don't just feel like the worst people in the world or the best people in the world i mean cal kind of pushes the limit there but like mm-hmm. um <laughs> like cassie and lexi's mom as a character right like she's comedic relief in so many ways but i feel like there is like a real darkness to it all too and yeah. like kind of like seeing it all where it's she's not a bad mom but she's no. not the best mom you know and i feel like I, that, I mean that's she a good might job. be a bad mom because like i feel like she wants to be one of the pals more than she sure. wants to be a mom because i think she's lonely you know cal or her her husband left her right and no um yeah and it's it's awful it's sad but, like, I think that, like, she doesn't know what to do with her life. And, that like, that comes out with her wanting to be one of the gals there. And it, it's it's sad because, you know, obviously the Lexi and uh, Cassie are seem to be missing stuff. And they're, you know, reaching to try to fill that void in different ways. Um, but it's it's so interesting the show can do that. I, I have I think, one question. You know, to your point, oh, I want to elaborate more yeah. on your point because I think it's a, a salient one, Kevin. I like it. I think it's the fact that it's what you're talking about uh, Tim a little bit and what we've been talking about, right. Is like, are there good and bad moms and dads? Like, obviously you fucking are horrible. You know, you're, if you're going to beat your kid, you're a, you're a bad parent. If you're going to fucking give a bunch of ghostbuster stuff you got from the internet, you're probably a great parent. No big deal. But like, it is that thing of like, it is, you see a struggling parent there, right? Yeah. Like she is trying to be there for her girls, but then she's also at the same time trying to be the cool mom. Like you can drink here, but don't drive kind of shit. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and she's trying to be friends with them. She's trying to be equals with them because you assume she had them so young and then to be left alone with them. And then to have them be in this uh, high school era that I'm sure she loved or, you know, du- you know, she has like similar to Cal, right? Like the best moments of her lives or life are tied up in and stuff like that. And like just the fucking, I love that scene, the, the scene in the play that then becomes reality of like, <laughs> she wanted to, we're never all together. Let's take a photo. No one wants to remember this moment, mom. <laughs> uh, so it, it is interesting thinking about that though. Cause I, I hadn't thought about like seeing this show through the eyes of all the different parents that we have in this world. Cause um, Rue's mom goes through a lot of things as well. And oh, sure. where the last place we see her, she's telling Rue like, Hey, uh, I'm kind of giving up on you. Like you, at this point, you have to stay alive on your own. I have to focus on my other yeah. kid. Yeah, and um, that's one of those moments too, where it's like, is she being a bad mom or is she being a great mom to to uh, G G G? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's just it's so interesting how all these questions come up. Even like Fezco and his grandma, and how clearly, I mean, that woman had a lot wrong with her and at one point it's like did she just kidnap ish ashtray you know yeah. 
I mean, yeah. uh, you know, who's to say? We're not, we're not the legal team of uh, Hillsdale or wherever the fuck they live. I forget. Sure, <laughs> that, sure, that sure. Kind of, I mean, you, what you're bringing up here, I think, is kind of the, the, the scariest strength of the show to me is how well they handle d- dealing with people having to deal with addiction like like the the family around it all that stuff like definitely hits me hard in a way like with how my family has been and my dad specifically dying from drugs and shit like all of that it's so so well handled and exactly what you're saying about like is what's the mom doing is it good is it bad and it's like she's trying her best you know and it's like it sucks where sometimes a good step in one way is a bad step in another and like mm-hmm. having to choose between these two daughters like that is an impossible position but it's a position that's real. It's a position that, that millions of people are in in different ways. Uh, and I think the show does a good job of, of having the ramifications of that affect characters in ways that don't just feel for drama's sake, which I think you can look at this show and just be like, oh, the most dramatic thing is going to happen. That's always the rule. Just look at that. I think that there's there's more depth to it than that. Like I think that it's all connected in a way where it's never truly about the drama happening. It's about how the drama affects uh, the people around it and how like it's going to deepen their character. And I, I really enjoy that. How, how caught off guard were you guys when Rue just blurts out Cassie, how long have you been fucking Nate Jacobs? Oh man. I like, was such that and they did again for like the art of this and the fact that you can see them sitting there and planning the show out and all this stuff for like to have us all be like, Oh my God, this is going to go so bad when, when Maddie finds out about Cassie and Nate, like, how is it going to happen? Who's going to slip up? Whatever. And then for us to be in the eye of the Rue storm, you know what I mean? Be on this crazy whirlwind adventure of her and her just turn to Cassie to shut Cassie down for me for saying something stupid. It was like, holy shit. And then it was the same thing of, wait, did that really happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as those words came out and I was like, is this a, 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 a swerve or is it wrong? Oh, fuck, it's real. All right. And the yeah. acting again there, the way Cassie reacts, I think that's, it's, so realistic in that moment of the the kid uh, like a teenager being like what i don't know what, i don't know what the hell she's talking about you know it's like ah uh, such good storytelling there yeah i mean also ruin that scene was just incredible like the entire thing you know i only know zendaya from this and from spider-man and i and that's these that's when she came to my old man level of like knowing something about her and like I've always liked her. Don't get me wrong. I think she's great. Blah, blah, blah. This season, though, holy shit. Like, her acting is incredible. And the, the way she goes and changes. And I think especially coming off of, uh, you know, I, this started not too long after we watched uh, No Way Home, right? So to have, like, these two big mo- moments, tent poles from her career, I would say, and going to, I was like, holy shit, I'm so impressed with her. Yeah. And, like, to see the range that she has and the, the amount of different types of character that rue has to have and that today yep. absolutely kills i think is the most impressive thing because when we we look at season one and then season two even the way they handle her being high is so varied where this is the first time in this season we we see moments of her when she is on drugs that aren't deeply depressing at least on the surface of like sure. seeing her in the car singing along rapping along and all like these moments of like almost levity almost makes it darker and more scary because it's like they've done such a good job of just showing her you know barely able to open a jolly rancher and things like that uh (laughs) multiple or just a couple scenes earlier like for her to switch back and forth between all that but still be believable feeling like it's all the same person that is so deeply troubling scary but impressive that she can pull that all off and i think it's because the show kind of 
teaches us to to stay on our toes like i love how the show plays with formatting where uh even like season one like all the episode titles are like rap songs as you go through where it's like stunned like my daddy made you look shook ones part two whatever but then the last two just aren't and i love that the show's like you know what fuck it like we're gonna play with your expectations in yeah. the formatting mm-hmm. where every episode's gonna start with her having narration and a flashback deep dive on a character except sometimes it doesn't and I just love that because I feel like they know they know that they're kind of setting up this expectations of mm. patterns and then breaking the patterns so that we are like paying a little bit more attention. I, and I, I love that when I'm watching the show, I'm not on my phone. I am all in 100 percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is not one you can this is not one you can look away from both because of plot points, but because of acting, because of things they're putting in again, back to the art thing, the way everything is framed and lit and colored like it's all specific choices that I think do such a great job at keeping you on edge, keeping you engaged, making you happy, making you sad, whatever it's going to be through that. And like, again, to the Zendaya thing to put, for at least to close off my pin on it. Like again, yeah. The, the, when she, this, the whole episode, which was what three episodes ago, maybe four where she, the suitcase, her mom takes away the suitcase and gets rid of it. Right. And that whole just fucking meltdown, but then the ups and downs of it, of being like crazy and punching, kicking on doors and being, and then I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but I just need to see, you know what I mean? Like, what a fucking what a fucking mm. clinic yeah absolutely and uh the last thing i want to say is like the amount of times in this show that i have to sit there and be like how did they shoot this and like yeah. kind of have to pause it and break down in my mind like trying to think it through and then seeing all the the twitter videos that go viral of like the behind the scenes of different shots utterly incredible stuff man like the, especially during the play where the camera would in one shot like go over someone's shoulder and it goes from the actors we know to the actors in the play like there's the one shot of them with the mirror um where cassie and lexi are like putting on their makeup or whatever and the camera goes over and then it switches actors and that was all practical where it wasn't a mirror it was actually the other actors like in a in a fake set to look like it and it's like that is absolutely incredible stuff and they do that shit 15 times an episode where it's not just like oh here's that one cool moment of the show it's like no the entire show is based around these ridiculously complex music video-esque uh transitions and and shots like the amount of times the camera just goes straight up and is like a top-down shot of a house and you're seeing like the entire layout of the the house like room by room and like we're just laying there it's like how the fuck did they do this like it's so overly produced in a way that just actually works because it's backed up by substance so Shout out to them, man. Nailing the style substance kind of balance is a very tough thing when you're this stylish, but they really did. Let us know in the comments below what you think about Euphoria season one, season two. More Tom Holland next time. Yeah, give us more, baby. (laughs) I'm so upset we didn't get him in the play. Can you imagine him in that dance scene? Because I definitely can. (laughs) But I like that he's just an Easter egg in the crowd or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people were popping for him. That's cool. But him being an Easter egg hump in the air would have been utterly <laughs> fantastic. We all like, see the lip-sync battle. From <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think in the comments below. And until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.